I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, this is Flip Your Way with Max. All about creative people that never give up till they reach success and desires and true happiness. And we all need to just, like, love and support each other. And that's what I think this new generation of artists is doing. What's up? Flipping our wig with Max. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Max. Welcome to episode seven. I hope everybody is well. This week's podcast is all about brand new hard-hitting British film, Lynn and Lucy. This film is a real test of friendship, posing the question, at what point do you stop caring and supporting your bestie? What does it take? Lynn and Lucy are lifelong best mates. They went to school together, live opposite each other, and basically are inseparable. But it all goes wrong. Tragedy, gossip, and peer pressure results in love and turning to hate. It's the first feature film by Cannes Award-winning director Faisal Balifa, and it's currently live over on the BFI iPlayer. People are just talking about it. Well, it's quite popular with the blokes, weren't she? We just don't know what she's capable of. People should know what you've been through. Is never your friend. Do you know what I used to call you at school? The pig. Have a look in there. Don't you see? <laughs> I see a decent person. Welcome to Flip Your Wig. The two stars of the film, Lynn and Lucy themselves, Nicola Burley and also Roxanne Scrimshaw. Um, guys, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. Starting with you, Roxanne, you were totally challenged. It was your first time acting and in such a demanding role. Everything was asked of you. Um, tears, um, emotions, and then you also had a sex scene. I mean, how did you deal with it all? It was so amazing. Honestly, it was literally amazing I love new experiences like I love doing stuff that I've never done before like getting an insight into certain things with the sex scene it was a case of when I because I was told about that very early on there's going to be a scene and this and that I was up for it I was like we ain't real is it it means you just get to like learn how they do it on a tv and I learned so much not just from like our filming and that scene but Faisal sort of explained to me like in other things like I don't know how much of this can go out but like he, he showed me tricks to the trade on how they get, like, certain things to look so real. It was sort of like, it was all fun and games for me. I loved it. Nicola, I think there's a lot of people that really overthink stuff. Uh, you've done some awesome things. And this role, first of all, that silver parka jacket, did you keep it? Did I, heck. No. <laughs> okay. No. I just set a fire on that. 
Yeah, I was thinking, give her a different jacket. She, every yeah. time your scene was going, there was a jacket as well being pulled into the scene. Lucy, what a character for an actress to play because she's not necessarily the hero. Yeah, she's flawed. She's not, you know, sometimes people think, oh, characters are either good or bad. She's both. Do you know, honestly, for me, it was the best role to date that I've ever had um, because I feel like I've never seen anyone like that. Like you say, she's not just bad. She's not just good. She's just very complex. But she's very real. Um, really excited for me was everything she gets to go through, which sounds crazy because I was also scared of it. I knew that my favorite type of acting is when I can just let go and just be in that moment, just temporarily exist in that moment and not think about anything else. And whilst I was so excited by that challenge, when I got the role and it became real, I knew I knew it was going to take a lot. So that scared me. It started to scare me, especially as the script got a bit darker or her moments got darker. That was really frightening. I just feel really blessed I got to do it. It doesn't happen much, does it? It doesn't happen that women get to play those roles. Yeah, two young women leading stars in a film and then to have a story that, like you said, has all these different shades but can get go so dark. You know, it was on you two. If, if you guys didn't kill it, it wasn't going to work. Regardless of how great the script was, whatever it was based upon, the two of you had really make those characters like you said the interesting thing is I didn't hate Lucy and, and we live in this cancel generation Roxanne I'm thinking for you you played for a lot of us the girl that is kind of trying to keep everything together and you start off best mates with her and then it all turns sour and goes somewhere else but you still have this love for me it was easy it was a case of like I've had friendships um previously that haven't gone too well or like you've been friends for many of years and then towards the end things start to fizzle out it becomes a case of like as much as you can look at like Lynn could look at Lucy she could see everything that she thought was happening where she thought for a minute like wait maybe she she done it and but it you've still got so much history like there's so much friendship even though it was like all made up me and Nicola like I feel like we've become friends. Like the whole chemistry we had, it wasn't written down and we wasn't told you have to be like this. This is how the relationship has to be. It was sort of like a natural progression for us and it felt so real. And so when these scenes were happening, it was a case of like, oh my God, like this bad thing, like this terrible thing could have happened. But like, I'm, I remember what she was like, she, we was best friends. She did have a troubled past, like with the scars and stuff on her arm. Like you can tell like she's, she's always been a very very not not gentle but um she's always probably been on edge and with Lynn's characters like she's a mother she's a wife like she has this natural protective instinct and maybe she even looked at Lucy as probably like she was one of her kids like she had a duty of care some parents like their kids can grow up and be absolute like pricks but you still have that initial love for them like as much as as much as you despise or like you're angry or upset with the things they've done or the choices they've made you still have that internal love for them. Easier being a mum and having like other experiences with friendships and stuff like that. It was hard, but it was genuine. And I think Nicola, um, the language, we were joking. I mean, you just said prick, but prick and dickhead, I think was in the first five minutes. And I was just like, okay, good use of these two words, love them. But um, the language, the clothes, the behavior, it is so important to get those things right when you're representing certain people. And I think I relate because I was like, I know girls that I've grown up with that are like this. So I no, I grew up in a very, I grew up in a council estate in Leeds. Um, and so exactly like you said, I knew people who 
I don't know that they were exactly like them, but I knew people like them. And I understood the importance really quickly when I read the script and actually resonated how when you're in those small environments and everything exists within really quite restricted parameters, really, mm. how intense everything is. That was one of the biggest things that came through. Faisal had the blue hair and the um, the jacket in mind straight away. He'd seen it and he's just spoken actually about colour and reference to colour and how people just automatically make, you know, those sort of areas really muted and dull. But actually, he said there's a lot of colour in there and there's a lot of pride often about, you know, houses and things like that. Um, Faisal had said to me, um, my hair was going to be cut off and he told me all of those things really quite quickly, actually. So I had my first audition on the Monday, second audition on the Wednesday, a meeting on Friday, found out I had it on the Friday night. Really quickly, he was like, okay, this is what I want to do to your hair. This is what's going to happen. And I was like, yeah, and I'm really actually excited. I wanted that physical transformation as much as possible. And we went to try and get my lip pierced, didn't we, Rox? But they wouldn't do it because it was so close to film. It would have been really swollen. So I had my nose pierced and just whatever that film required, whatever that role required, because I'd never had the opportunity to play someone who was actually so complex and in such an incredible story. I was just willing to do whatever it took. It's really nice hearing you talk like that because, you know, you guys had to bear all, and I don't just mean as in emotionally, I mean as in natural, you know, it's really just about these two girls. And most women, females, girls in general, have this pressure, don't they, of we've got to look perfect or living up to whatever expectation people put on you. And for you to be, like, so open and so, like, cut my hair, it's fine, I don't care about the makeup and all that stuff, it is really about these characters. Yeah, I th- do you know, I think there's not enough fit. You read... If you look at TV 10 years ago and TV now, it seems to have altered so much. You know, even the realest of stories, they have an element of gloss to them that's slightly actually unidentifiable. And that's not always, but I'd say a good 70% of the time you look at it and you go, okay, I know what that is, but it looks a bit more fabricated than it actually is. And people, I think, it's very rare you, you get a director that just goes, I want absolute truth. I just want absolute truth. I don't want it over the top. I don't want it considered. I, you know, Rox didn't have the script, didn't want, obviously Rox was street cast. He didn't want her to have the script. He didn't want her to consider everything. I think from meeting me the, the first two times, I don't care about what's to come because you don't know what's to come. You know, in, in real life, we don't have the script for the next day. So you can only exist in that moment. I think Faisal knew that that's what I was excited about with that character. So there was... He's, he's just a very, he's, he's, on, he's really honest and he's very specific. He knows what he wants, but also he's very trusting. So he doesn't, doesn't actually give a huge amount of direction as he rocks. It's almost like he knew you're going to do what I, yeah. I trust, that you are going to do what I want, go and do it. Right. And he actually said before, he said, I only have to direct about 5% of the time. Freedom at last, cheers! I'm Lucy, since we're both 11. Showing the tattoos. Whilst I was up to me, all goes in nappies. Lucy has been scraped from the top floors. So although it took a while, I'm thrilled that she is now a mum. Roxanne, I had no idea. This was your first film. You were so brilliant in it. And you did this open audition through Facebook and then you get it. 
and you're on set with Nicola Bally, with Casey Ainsworth, you know, these established names in acting. Um, was it overwhelming? I mean, how did you feel? No. I was pre-warned previous to um, filming, like once I'd been given the part and before I knew about any of the other cast members, I was sort of pre-warned, like, because I have just stepped into this, like, as you say, coming from no training, no experience, no knowledge of it, I could be met with some hostility from some people like well we've trained for this and you've just stepped in like being made to feel a certain way but I had none of that from the cast whatsoever like every single one of them was so welcoming even um was it Samson wasn't it who plays Clark the first time I met him it was so funny because I've walked out of this hall and he's standing there and they're like okay so this is who's gonna plan this one so I was like oh my god you're right and he just sort of like he threw me off he was like we don't like each other and he walked away from me and I was like I didn't understand what was going on, but he was just, like, messing around. Well, that's actually hilarious. Um, but then you also, like, Roxanne, have the sex scene. There's a lot of actors that don't, haven't still had to do that, and you have it in your first film. So what are you thinking? When I first found out about the sex scene, because there was so much secrecy about the actual film and what's going on, I under, like, I was told the basics of what would be the film, like two best friends and the community. And then I found out there was going to be a sex scene, and I wasn't told who it was. And because there's so much secrecy, I swear to you, I was at a meeting with Faisal and I was like, is it Idris Elba? Is this the new Bond film? Like, <laughs> he just laughed and was like, no. I was like, so what am I going to do then? <laughs> and then you have like Nicola Burley, who's like an established British actress and also Casey Ainsworth. I mean, we all know who Casey is from EastEnders. So when you go on set, did you recognise these faces? Were you already familiar with who, who who's who? Yeah. Like when I, um, obviously I've seen Street Dance. Yeah. I knew very well who she was. Um, yeah. With Casey coming, I grew up watching EastEnders. Like Little Mo was this massive person. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knew about Little Mo and Trevor with the iron. Like it's it's one of them things that will live on forever. Yes. But um, when I first met Nicola, when I first walked into the room and we sort of like met each other, I instantly like the street dance 3D. This actress person was no longer in my head. Like me and Nicola got on so well. We had so many life experiences that were similar. We even stopped talking to Faisal and we began having conversations between ourselves. Like, oh my God, yeah, me too. And oh, wow, you went through that too. Like, it was just so crazy and weird. And then, um, amazing. Even with Casey, when she first walked into the room, because it wasn't sort of like an official meeting, we were just both in the same place at the same time. She came in to get some information before she left. She walked in and said hello. And the minute she left the room, I sort of looked around this big room of people. I'm like, oh, she really looks like her, don't she? And it was like, what is us? She's going to look like her. What are you expecting? <laughs> I think it's like such a great cast. I think Faisal has done such a good job telling this story because there's so many different like shades to the story. And I think the other thing that's super interesting is we are living in a time right now where cancel culture is fully in effect and people are literally being X'd out by people because they're doing things that people don't agree with. Sometimes, yeah, it's out of order what they've done, but people aren't forgiving or allowing people to change and learn. And that really scares me and worries me. Watching Lynn and Lucy, there is definitely that key moment where Lucy gets cancelled by everybody in her area and then even her best friend, Lynn. In terms of playing her and, and her being cancelled, I, I couldn't look at her like that because then that would mean I'm placing judgment on her and that judgment would for sure come across in her performance. So the only thing I can do with her is just play her moment by moment. And really all she's doing is listening, responding. She's not making the best choices. She's not making, you know, she's not acting the best a lot of the time. But for me, it was important where that came from. So her, her, her sort of idea to 
apologize and be nice or to keep I guess acting on her instinct in that moment um that will that's what was more intriguing to me and ultimately I think she got cancelled because she didn't comply and I think society wants us to do that a lot it wants us to comply it wants us to fit into and I think and you know this might not be what people want here but I think it comes from I think it comes from government I think it comes from expectations of where we're meant to fit in and if we don't fit into someone's box and people aren't comfortable because that's where they need us to be they need us to fit into a box you know they, they need your class your race your um your, your work your, your experience your lifestyle your heritage they need all of these things to fit into some box which is why we have tick boxes i mean okay we have to go back i was reading my husband's mixed race my children are obviously mixed race i was reading back on where these tick boxes came from. And it said when they first initiated, it wasn't all the ethnic minorities that they have now, and that they used to conclude the data to show unemployment by anyone who wasn't white and white. And when I read it, I was like, okay, so this is where, I'm, I wouldn't say that's where it originated, but it's about fitting into something that you want us to fit into. That's why I think people turned against Lucy. That's why I think she was in effect cancelled because the truth of what she's going through is not what everyone else sees. Yeah. Yeah. She feels unapologetic about trying to attempt to explain that to people. And instead she's almost retaliating and that retaliation, people don't even care to understand. This is the biggest mirror to society is that people don't want to understand that retaliation. They just know that it doesn't suit what they want. That's why she got cancelled. You don't believe it, do you? She's trying to divide us. It won't work. I'd never say that, then. Guys, I'm hoping when people watch this film, it makes them really think about their actions. Um, also have compassion and really think about other people that are different to you and what they might be going through without judgment. It's, you know, going off the subject of the film, but just making a very real comparison. How many weeks ago... I was arguing with so many people about the protests. This shouldn't be happening, that shouldn't be happening. Yet those same people weeks later were in absolute support of going to beaches or of um, ball presenting, you know, football gatherings, now pubs reopening. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about a matter of weeks. It's the idea of, of judgment actually doesn't often come from that person. It comes from what people expect of them. That's what I think is really important. Not important. That's what, that's what I think the reason everybody else deemed important to cancel out Lucy. She didn't suit what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, Nicola, you're completely right. That Yeah. And it's really interesting because Lucy, when you watch her in the film, you see that she, her behaviour, everything she's doing is almost... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's like a cry for help, but everybody around is like judging and, and seeing it as, oh, she sleeps around. Oh, she gets drunk. Oh, she's this. Oh, she's that. And nobody really kind of really thinks about why that person is behaving the way that they're behaving. And I think, Roxanne, that leads me to, like, your character, Lynn, her best mate. You can see that Lynn is conflicted because when Lynn is, like, joining the bullies, because I can't think of another word to call them, really, um, you can see she still loves Lucy, but she won't allow herself to help her friend. I think it is... Um, I think it boils down to peer pressure and bullying this cancelled culture I think it is just bullying to make yourself feel more superior mm. because if Lynn wasn't put under peer pressure by the girls in the salon to act a certain way or to fill them in with certain information or to behave a certain way then none of that would have happened I mean it's not the same but if we look at Caroline Flack for example mm-hmm. no one knew what was happening but then somebody got an inkling or something and then cancelled culture become banned and everyone was sort of bullying and bullying and bullying until to the point where this one person couldn't handle it no more. The only way they knew to make it stop was to either pretty much to end their life. And as sad as it is, we're, I think we're all guilty of having opinions or trying to pinpoint certain things in people to make ourselves feel better. And I think that's where it's completely wrong. Because Lucy, she, from, yeah, it was a terrible thing that happened, but nobody knew the information. So I think people shouldn't have commented on it. Until you have facts or you know 100% this is what it is, and even then, I don't feel like we need to go as far as the whole cancelled culture. We need to just leave it, move on. If you don't feel like someone deserves your attention, stop giving them your attention. Don't switch the type of attention you're giving them. But I think it was it was a hard call because it did sort of feel like bullying. Yeah. I said to Faisal, like, during filming, he was like, so what would you do in one of these situations? I was like, just move on. Like, I ain't got time for that. It's, it's not worth my energy. I'd rather put my energy into more productive things than to keep hammering at someone but it happens and it happens so often and so many people don't realize like the actual consequence of their actions it's also like herding isn't it so if yeah. you look at Janelle and you look at all of those girls Janelle clearly actually probably similar similarly to Lucy seeks attention and seeks yeah. com- where she probably seeks more comfort in other people she seeks that reassurance from other people perhaps more than Lucy does um this is, it's almost become her stage and her platform, hasn't it? To be heard and to feel empowered and to feel in control. 
And yeah. so what does she do? She goes to the one person who's perhaps the weakest in it all, you, and yeah. turns you into part of that clique um, because she knows when she has you there. And I think that's really sad. You, you would have probably have loved a, a, a genuine attention from them. God, it's been ages. You look great. You look exactly the same. I think this film is really important for young women, young boys, go and see it because it really tackles a lot of subject matters that we're all talking about mental health, pressure, expectation, cancel culture, all these different things. I think it's really important for a younger generation to see it specifically because it highlights a lot of the issues that will be relevant to them, either in direct or indirect ways. Like you say, it talks about sort of cancel culture, about friendships, complexities, um, perceptions, stereotypes. It hits on all of those things that are actually probably more relevant today than ever. And even if it doesn't necessarily tell your story, it tells a story that's relatable to people. So being able to identify with something and actually to understand yourself through identifying with people and to say, you know, it's not so bad or that I'm angry is not so bad. I understand because this is happening to me in another way, but through, through a similar story. There's a lot of things that I think we relate to, but also it supports British cinema, British independent cinema at that, which is often, often not as celebrated as it should be. Um, so I... You know, there's there's a lot to be taken out of watching it um, and there's a lot to inherit by supporting it. Mm. I think it's good that you brought up the independent cinema thing because we at Flippy, we, we try and support indie films as much as possible. And I think you're right. Unlike independent music guys, which has flourished and become a thing to celebrate and everyone goes out and supports, when it comes to film, it's still very much like a specific type of middle-class person that goes and watches indie films and there's a whole generation of people that are missing out on stories that are really about them. Absolutely like literally being at the festivals and seeing or like awards and stuff and they show clips of other films and I'll be like oh my god that looks so good like I need to see that and then I'll go away and I'll see it like because it's not advertised to us it's not put out as so like mainstream we'll see these big blockbusters they've got posters all over London on the side of buses on the side of bus stops like adverts in between like your programs and stuff in cinema soon like make sure everyone goes to see this but when it comes to like the independent ones I had no idea this whole genre existed like I'd heard indie before and like independent like indie cinema and all indie films and stuff but I didn't even know what it meant I didn't know indie was short for independent like I've never even looked into it like that but I would never have come across a film like this if I hadn't been a part of it because it's not it's not shown to me. It's not shown like you know you can go to film festivals or like London Film Festival and yeah. you can watch these great films. Like so I think that is a major key. Like they need more advertising and target target the audience you want to target because it's no point targeting these people thinking, oh well, they're our usual lot. These people are always coming to film festivals, they're like in the scene, they already understand it. Try targeting to people like say me, my friends, my neighbours, like put posters up around here as well. Why has it always just got to be like around the time of London Film Festival, they'll have a couple of advertisements running in, like build us up to it, let us know, like show us clips of stuff. Because since being aware of it, yeah, I have seen such amazing films and I've seen them on Netflix. Like yeah. people I've met at festivals and then I've gone and searched for the films and I managed to watch it on Netflix and I'm like, why is this not shouted about more? 
Mm-hmm. It's like, um, for example, for summer. Yeah. Oh um. my God. Like I've watched that so many times. I watched it the first time. Like my boyfriend, I was like, you need to watch this. Like you need to see it. He cried during it. And he was like, I've, like it, it touched you in a way like, and it shows you these life experiences that people are going through that you'd never, like I had no knowledge that was going on. My, as naive as it is, all I know is what I'm being shown on TV. And that's like these people, they leave their house, they come across what one little thing is. And the next thing you know, they're like immigrants or like they're claiming asylum in your in your country. And you don't know why, you don't understand the beings of it. And there's so many people, even with opinions on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't have opinions on like until you've watched like that film that changed my mindset. Not that I had an opinion previously, but now I feel like I'm in a place where if I hear somebody with a, an opinion on those sort of situations, I can mm-hmm. say to them, no, you're wrong. Like, until you go and watch this and you understand what certain people are going through. So I feel like even, for example, for summer, like it should be advertised more widely to certain communities that, that don't get that, um, that don't get that information, so mm-hmm. to speak. But don't because you think it, that relates back to part of what we spoke about earlier? I really wonder if that relates part of what, you know, I really wonder mm. if that relates back to all of that. What What's comfortable for people? What are people who had those mm. cinema goers? What are they comfortable to see? I think sometimes we don't have the right voices talking about the independent film scene. So what happens is people think, it's not for me. Those people yeah. don't look like me. They don't talk like me. I've got no place to even go to London South Bank, BFI. Because it is a bit daunting when you walk in there and you think, no, 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 I should be over at Odeon or Cineworld or whatever but then how important it is to have people telling the stories, whether it's behind the camera, on camera, that actually are a part of this real life. I think it's vital, isn't it? It's vital to tell the truth in the stories because otherwise we're telling an idea of a story, an interpretation that might not be true, actually. Um, and I think I think people need to know so that there is absolute truth and that, so those questions that might be awkward or might be difficult to ask so that they can be told in a very honest and simplistic way. Um, and it's like you say, the gatekeepers and all of those people. If that if that was wider, if that was broader, mm. I wonder if cinema would be changed. And I'm not suggesting that it's not, and I'm not suggesting those people don't know. I'm not making those assumptions. You need diversity to create diversity. Otherwise, you get one thing all the time. Race, lifestyles, background, understanding, morals, ethnicities, um, religions. If that was broad, can you imagine the, the, the spectrum of work that could be created that would be intriguing, that would be, that would be knowledgeable, would be insightful? Michaela Cole has proven with I May Destroy You that, all, yes, it's an all-black cast, but that story is just as important for a white person, a brown person, as a black person, and it's people have got to stop saying oh it's all black that means it's for black people or oh it's lgbtq it's for lgbtq you know what's interesting max you only have to look at faisal so faisal belief with the director and writer of that script mm. is of moroccan heritage mm. is gay and he's from leicester yet he managed to write the story about these two white women in this area mm. incredibly well and so that is absolute proof that no we don't just need people who look like those characters or sound like those characters to play those characters or to understand them we is absolute proof that we all know way more than what we may look like and you know i'm fully in support of all the protests that are going on at the moment because i see the effects of of those judgments 
I've seen them day to day in minuscule ways and really big ways for years. Just because it was played by two white women, as you said, you've seen certain aspects of that. It's like me and Nicola, we both have mixed race children. Also, I have a friend who's 30, so she's like a year older than me, and she's mixed race. Like, she grew up with her white mum. She'd go and see her black dad, like, on occasions and stuff like that. She has come from the exact same environment I have. My daughter growing up, she's not white, she's mixed race. But she'll be able to more than likely pinpoint every single scene out of that as being real and understand it and be able to connect with it because she has also grown up in that environment. Just because I'm a white woman, some people would look and be like, oh, well, you shouldn't understand that. But then, but then come other stereotypes. You know, yeah. it ultimately relates to stereotypes. I can't tell yeah. you the amount of times that I have been judged for being with a mixed race man. Yes. It's not my family. It's not my friends. It's people I don't care about. Strangers. So what does that feel like to, to what does that feel like to my husband? What does that feel like to I you know that everybody wants to put you into a box so that they feel comfortable because if you're outside of that box and they don't know where you fit, then there's some unfamiliarity. And when there's unfamiliarity, people aren't comfortable. Yeah. Because there has to be there has to be um a label, you've got to fit in somewhere so I understand yeah. what you are. Yeah, totally. Do you know I think I feel that this is the shift that's happening those labels to actually be demolished does it matter should it matter when you go to the doctors and you tick a box to say what ethnicity you are should that really matter the thing that i find shocking is the younger generation our generation and even younger that are racist or prejudiced because i feel like okay maybe i take it for granted because london and birmingham and manchester and various cities that i think i've grown up as a kid or had family in it was very multicultural but i find it so shocking when i see 18 year olds that are racist. I think that goes to power. If I'm being honest, I just think that relates back to power, and it and it will and it actually goes back to white supremacy and um, and white privilege. And people and I think those people who are like that in the younger generation, they're scared to let go of it because they're suddenly not as entitled, and they would be the first ones to say, "I am not entitled because I'm white." Then why are you scared to let it go? Why are you scared to say Black Lives Matter and instead you're fighting to say All Lives Matter? It doesn't discredit any other race when you say Black Lives Matter. It's just acknowledging that actually black people have been way more suppressed for generations. Yeah. But the truth is, letting go of that and saying, you know what, black lives do matter and actually I may be wrong is going to be both embarrassing for them, but secondly, they're having to let go of some entitlement. And I think that's what it is. I don't think it's just a racist. I think it's letting go of an entitlement that actually they've they've serve them well that's what I think that is for for any gen you know for anyone that's what I personally believe it is because if you're literally the most stupid person I know to not understand what that is about yeah and I and I, I stand by that you'd be absolutely done to understand that this is actually really poignant really important and should have been done way 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 back in fact, it should have never have happened. We only have to look at, you know, Prince Harry said, we need to be accountable. We need to be accountable for what we've done. We've pilgrimaged and raped countries for years to breed our success. And I say our success, I mean, as, as England. Yeah. And so why not? There is no fault. It doesn't mean that Britain has to be weak. It doesn't mean anything else. But you have to acknowledge when you've made a mistake. Yeah. You have to, I have to, I acknowledge fully that somewhere down the line, 
my ancestors, people who, you know, I'm white. Somewhere down the line, I we have to we've, we have to be accountable. You have to be accountable for it. And now I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist in other races beyond white. Racism exists all over every race, every culture. But you have to accept it to move past it. Yes. This is the thing people don't want to accept it. While they fail to accept it, you fail to move completely forward. If everybody could be open-minded enough to say, okay, I personally yeah. have not been racist, but I know where this comes from. Yeah. And so I stand by you and I support that change. Whatever that change is, I stand by and support it, even if it means you lose some, you, you lose some entitlement somewhere. You know, that, that comes down to ego, that you want to lose some entitlement. But the truth is that should happen. Yeah, so absolutely right. Thank you so much, Nicola. Um, also, Roxanne, for being so very honest and open and sharing your points of view. We are in such a strange time, but I feel like there's a revolution and we're all kind of a part of this conversation. Lynn and Lucy is a film that will touch people and I hope also educate people and just really thinking about what we're all putting out in the world. What are your hopes for the film, um, Roxanne? What, what are you hoping people are going to take from it? Um, I think one of them, the main one, probably like bullying and... Mm-hmm. how you treat other people just because you don't agree or you like even if you despise something that someone's going through yeah. like who, who are you to pass judgment on that like I'm sure you've gone through something if not similar or the same situation you've done something in your previous like in your past that could be judged upon and if people went at you like that where would you have been now I think a lot of people do deserve not chances but just their privacy like if someone's going through something, leave them to go through. If you can't be there to support them, you don't really need to be there. And um, yeah, and just, you know, check in on your neighbours, check in on people, like have an open mind and be kind. Yeah, be kind. I say that all the time. I just think it's such a simple thing that we can all practice, but people just forget, don't they? Be kind. And Nicola, you said this is the most um, important role you've ever played in your career. I hope, I just hope that people actually walk away from watching that film and have lots of conversations and lots of questions um and not necessarily to us but to each other i hope it forces people to have a more open mind and to actually you know accept that sometimes our judgments and our stereotypes can be very wrong or not all bad just you know people aren't bad just for the sake of being bad but try and uncover where that came from and help people being kind is to help people, is to try and understand, is to sometimes, and it goes to the whole bigger picture right now, I think worldwide, to understand we are not always right. Try to understand and be kind. Thanks, she said. I just can't clear my head. What? Do you ever wonder if you'd be able to love him? Lose, <laughs> no one said it'd be easy. Nicola, Roxanne, thank you so much for being so real and so open. Um, congratulations with the film. Thank you for having us. Bye. Thank you so much. Yeah, guys, so you can check out Lynn and Lucy's Starring Our Guest this week. Um, it's over at the BFI iPlayer. The link is also currently in the show notes. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Please subscribe, support. I've got some incredible guests lined up for you over the next few weeks, so we'll catch you soon. Stay safe and take care. Bye. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 